And I think call tracking is very important because it ultimately closes the marketing loop. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain What are the three pillars of local SEO? Why are real reviews important? And what is rich media? And why is that important as well? Well, those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask today's special guest, Scott Gallagher. Scott, welcome to DMR. Thanks, David. Well, Scott helps uh, small businesses get qualified leads from the organic channels of the internet. He's co-founder of Local Marketing Source and founder of One Marketing, that's W-O-N. So, Scott, you focus on local SEO, but you don't like to call it SEO. Why is that? Well, that's that's true. We do. And the practice of SEO or search engine optimization essentially is just that. It's trying to optimize content to satisfy the needs of search engines. And at some point in time in my business career several years ago, I started to look at this and, and think about what the search engines were trying to accomplish. And when I was back in school and spent all this money on getting my university degree, I got a marketing, a specialty in marketing with a Bachelor of Commerce. And was that worth and, it? <laughs> well, it, 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 that's arguable. Uh, there was definitely some aspects that I, I, I learned. But the definition of marketing, David, and this is not word for word, but you can go to Google and get it from the AMA, which is the American Marketing Association and that's creating content that has value with an audience and distributing that content to where the audience is going to reside. And I took a step back and started to think about that. Well, wait a minute, David. This is just creating content to a a customer segment. It really is just marketing. And when I looked at some of the SEO strategies of, for example, getting somebody overseas to write an article that's based off of a specific keyword, distributing that article to 100 different websites, I thought to myself, well, this is marketing, but it's just, it's like throwing some mud at the wall. It's not targeted marketing. And when you take a step back and start to look at what we are trying to do with the internet is exactly that, creating content and distributing it where an audience is going to reside. So when we say we get businesses to the number one of Google, we are SEO experts. But I don't like that term because SEO is really just marketing. It's effective marketing. And so a local business, you take a local chiropractor, for example, and you write an article about that chiropractor and you get that distributed into your local newspaper or the local chamber of commerce. These are real audience members. These are real patients that live in that local area that are reading that local newspaper. And that's, that's real marketing. That's when we talk about uh, rich media in a few moments, it's just that as well. It's creating content that really an audience is going to consume, an audience is going to share, an audience is going to like, and a business is going to earn the right to do business with that prospect. So SEO is a term that uh, I try to stay away from because we don't create stuff to satisfy the needs of search engines. We create stuff to satisfy the needs of that business's audience. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, it's, um, it makes a lot of sense. Um, obviously, I mean, I've, I've been involved with SEO for about 10 years myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'm a little bit um, pulled in both directions in this one here, you know, because um, I've, um, I really enjoy decent SEO. Um, I think SEO can mean a lot of different things to different people as well. 
Um, I, I think conventional businesses to a certain degree have been burned um, by people offering them services such as uh, thousands of irrelevant links pointing to their site and they've perhaps mm-hmm. experienced them receiving sudden ranking drops in Google uh, because of the bad practices. Search engine optimization can be an um, effective um, on-site code structure and um, relevance in terms of keyword phrases, but it can mean off-site optimization as well. And of course, many people are moving to the term inbound marketing as well. Um, I I think I'm a little bit defensive <laughs> about um, people perceiving SEO in a bad way. Um, I remember giving a talk called SEO Will Never Die um, last year in Adelaide in Australia, actually. And um, I was saying, look, um, SEO changes all the time. Um, you know, Fair enough, 10 years ago, that's what it was about. It was cheating in inverted commas, Google or other search engines. But, but now it's really moved on to assisting um, users just getting the content that they want to get and ensuring it's high quality relevant content and if it's not then your site's only going to appear for the short term in Google and um, um, but it's, it's 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 a discussion that, uh, that that is ongoing and many people have different opinions about what do you think about the term inbound marketing what do I think about it <laughs> do you think it'll ever overtake SEO? Do you think people will call content marketing and SEO combined as just inbound marketing? Or or will the term SEO still stay in conversation over the next few years? Well, it's that's interesting. There's a lot of terms in our world of internet marketing or SEO that terminology comes in. For example, I just recently heard the term avatar and I thought, well, what the heck does <laughs> avatar mean? And when I went and I was in a convention, I went to this full presentation, I wasted an hour of my life because all Avatar was, was essentially customer segmentation. Well, that's marketing 101. That's one of the very first things that Mm -hmm. they teach you. But in our our internet marketing community, for some reason, wants to pull and put a whole new label on it. And so I'm finding this happening more and more. And you take the term inbound marketing or even the term search engine optimization, well, there's a stigma around what SEO really is. And in our industry, our world, the local business world, local business owners now are becoming educated buyers on, on SEO services. I can't drop the term SEO from, from my, my dialogue. I would like to. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you take a term like in, inbound marketing, well, this is nothing new. And the, the SEO community, yeah, granted, People change strategies on how they go about doing stuff, but it's nothing new. Article marketing has been around for 30, 40, 50 years. Article marketing in terms of SEO is by far from being dead and will never, ever, ever be dead. It's just a matter of creating a quality article and hopefully getting it published with the big newspaper or the Chamber of Commerce or an industry magazine. And people don't realize how easy it is to get content published in national magazines here. Uh, it's actually a lot easier than what people would think. And I've got my own articles written in chiropractor uh, magazines that have come specifically from me. I'm not a chiropractor. But they publish my content because I've asked mm. for it and I've given them something that they enjoy reading. So inbound marketing... Um, it is a new term in the internet marketing world, but essentially, it's, it's, there's, there's nothing behind it that is anything different than marketing principles that I feel have been taught decades and decades and decades ago. 
So we've been talking about SEO in general, but you tend to focus on local SEO. Um, what, why, why do you focus on local SEO and what's the difference between local SEO and conventional SEO? Well, local SEO, you don't rank a, a website. For search engine optimization, our goal is to rank websites high in Google. With local SEO, we're not ranking websites, we're ranking businesses. Okay, that's interesting. Now, yeah, the reason why I got into it, it just, that's the way my, my life worked. I, I, was, I started in SEO in 2005. Um, you know, the industry really started to blow up around 07 or, or 08. I was pretty good at, at doing it in 07, so I, I started to, to teach it. But all my business contacts were, were, were transportation companies uh, across the United States. So those were the people I went after. And we had built a website for them. And I figured, well, now we got to market that website. And it just so happened to be search engine optimization. And so I was doing local SEO even before that that term existed and started teaching it. We actually, Local Marketing Source was the very first company, to my knowledge, to ever get any education out there for teaching how to get a local business ranked high in Google. Right, okay, because local SEO is, is a lot more popular now, certainly, than it was back then. Um, I, it, was, it was hardly mentioned back then in 2007. Um, I, 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 it was f- perhaps something as simple as include your address and telephone number on your website so search engines can um, perhaps um, get a better indication of, of, of where your website um, targets and um, post your website mm-hmm. in the local country that you're targeting and then have a domain name that is from that local country. I, th- I, th- I think those were just the key elements that, that I was teaching regarding local SEO at the time, but it's it's there's so much more to it now. Um, we, we touched on rich media earlier on, of course, and, and that really assists mm-hmm. um, with search engines determining who that audience is for for that particular business. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Well, uh, sure. I mean, there was a famous study done in the late 60s, Maram, and it, it, it basically, it's something that's near and dear to my heart because it's all about real relationships, whether we're talking social media with Facebook or going out and having a date with, with your wife or, or your girlfriend. Um, us as human beings, we... we, we, we influence the behavior of other human beings whether we're looking for a job whether we're our job is to sell something uh, whether we are going and ordering a hamburger the fact is is means of communication and we've got three different ways to communicate um, our messages and then that's the words we say uh, then of course our tonality and then finally if, is our physiology and when we, when we look at that, there's a weight of each one. And the, the, the weight of our words, you know, I want to go to the store versus our tonality of saying, I want to go to the store. Well, I just said two different things to you, exact opposites, but I use the exact same words. I just changed my tone. And so the, our, our words represent a weight of about 7%. Our tonality, I believe, is, is 35. I could be or 37 percent. I could be off by a couple of points with these these figures. But our physiology is 55 percent. And it makes sense. Um, you know, there's we could just go on of all the different examples of that. We, we're human beings. We need to have that visual interaction and utilize all of our humanistic senses. And so when we talk about different rich media, 
uh, rich media essentially is just more sophisticated media such as video and and audio and so for example we work with chiropractors and one of the very first things we do is we do a, a video walkthrough of the office well if you're searching for a business and you find a business on the internet and it's attached and you see a video of a, of a walkthrough. Well, I can get into the psychological aspects of a potential patient visualizing an office before they walk in. It's going to reduce elements of fear. And so search engines recognize these types of content and ultimately give credit. Other types of rich media content in the case of a chiropractic doctor would be, hi, my name is Dr. So-and-so. I got into the chiropractic field because I was passionate about A, B, and C. Well, one is going to have to assume that that content is going to resonate with a particular audience. And in turn, we could say that video helps improve conversion once they get to a website. In other words, it increases the user experience. And when we can increase the user experience, guess what? We happen to be satisfying the needs that the search engines are looking for, hence search engine optimization. And, and so rich media has become more and more important, especially in the last couple of years with the recent updates of, you know, uh, Google's updates, Hummingbird and, and Penguin and Panda. Not so much Hummingbird, that was a, a different, different aspect. Um, but the whole argument, content is king. And, and that's why rich media has got such a significant weight on it for small businesses when they're making these 30 second and one minute and two minute videos that cater to their specific audience because they're enhancing the value of their users, the search engines like that, and help rank companies higher. Now talking about video, you've um, recorded a webinar that talks about the three pillars of local SEO and um, you've been kind enough to um, let us um, embed it within the, the magazine, uh, Digital Marketing Radio. Um, could you hmm. perhaps give an overview of the three pillars of local SEO as you see it? Well, now taking a step back, this is where I start with search engine optimization for local businesses. And we've identified that there's three major pillars to focus in on or a local business should focus in on. And number one being citations. Uh, citations have been said to be the, the new web link and uh, all a citation is is a web reference uh, but there's an effective way and a proper way of creating citations and where to go out and get citations uh, whether it be from the four major major data aggregators in the United States or top tier um, top tier search engines or local search engines or whatnot it's a whole strategy to acquire citations we go over some of that we discuss some of the software we utilize to manage citations which happens to be a, uh, a london-based company i don't know if you're familiar with bright local but those guys over there are friends of mine and uh, that's, that's those are the tools we use there's also another tool called white spark which is a canadian-based company that could be used but i'm a i'm a fan of bright local the second pillar of of local uh, we call it profiles or social profiles and these are all the different profiles that you're going to go and create out there and manage these profiles. And there's best practices to creating effective profiles, and there could be hundreds. Now, some people tend to confuse citations and, and, and profiles because a completed profile is a web-based citation. But when we start to talk about a variety of different citations, 
I like to open the the box up and say, here's some unorthodox ways of identifying citations. And when you really start to look at the unorthodox ways, there's there's many, many ways to get some very, very high-value citations that are often missed. And almost every single client of ours, we're able to get press from them. From the Heck, we just one of our clients was just listed in the Chicago Tribune. They just had an article about them in the Chicago Tribune. This is a massive newspaper that's nationally distributed. That's a ridiculously highly authoritative citation that, hmm. you know, people tend to miss. And all we did is realize that one of our clients was the oldest female-owned taxi company in the United States. This, this business is, has been in business for 90 years. The, the, our contact's mother owns it, and he never even realized that. And we said, well, let's do some research on this. Sure enough, our client is the oldest female-owned taxi service. Mm. Well, that's big news. They didn't know this. We got news. We got published, and it's a high-value citation. And a number three is reviews, and reviews influence, vastly influence conversion. There's no better form of marketing than word of mouth. And reviews are just a digital form of word or mouth. So we teach something called a review acquisition strategy. Uh, it's different ways to not violate the terms and conditions of the search engines because soliciting reviews is a violation of that. But we have different ways to leverage reviews and encourage reviews of happy customers to be left. And then, of course, an online reputation management strategy. So those are your three pillars, social, citations, and reviews. Great stuff. Okay, well, we'll embed that video of you expanding that, I guess, expanding on that, I guess, um, just below this section of the magazine. Yeah, it's about an hour long of, of education and then about 30 minutes of questions and answers from uh, everybody that was on the line. So let's move on to the second segment of the discussion, and that's your opinion mm -hmm. on digital marketing in general. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? Uh, Mac OS. Because <laughs> I know if I had Windows, I would fail probably. I, <laughs> my hair would turn gray quicker. And <laughs> How long have you been using Mac for? Two years. Wow, okay, so it's not too long, but um, it's long enough for you to never go back to Windows. No, never, ever. Wow. I mean, I've, I've got the iPad. I've actually got the iPhone 6 on order. Um, we're, we're recording this just at the point where um, the, iOS, the iPhone 6 has been um, uh, released just a few days ago. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that. But I um, haven't quite moved on to the Mac yet, but I'm sure that'll be the, the next I, uh, Mac or Apple purchase. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it now. And I, uh, yeah, I, I just can't say enough good things about, about Mac of how, how well it runs and how much it's made my life easier. I mean, you pay a lot more for them, but... It's worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, slightly more challenging question. What software don't you use, but you've met, you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Call rail. Tracking software. Call tracking software. Mm. And call tracking has always been a very sensitive spot in terms of local SEO. The challenge with call tracking is they're embedding different phone numbers onto different sites. And the problem about that, and here's a good example of SEO and marketing. The problem with putting different phone numbers out like that is a major violation of a marketing fundamental. Branding. Mm. Consumer branding. 
And I have to believe internally that, hey, if we're violating consumer branding rules, that's probably why Google does not want to impose call tracking or allow it or give points for it as opposed to take points away. But CallRail seems to solve some of that. I've got a couple of students that are, uh, have been using it successfully for a few months with all their clients and the costs are relatively inexpensive. So, and I think call tracking is very important because it ultimately closes the marketing loop. In other words, I spend this much money, this is the activity it's generated for me. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? <laughs> well, David, come on, man. <laughs> I do about 10 things wrong for everything I do right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the first thing you did wrong? <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, get in the business of internet marketing. Uh, what I did wrong is I listened to everybody else, not my gut. Yes, yeah. That, that's that's a follow-on from what you were saying earlier on, really, um, in relation to the cold tracking, because in your guts you know um, the way that it's done at the moment isn't quite right. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I've had to do a lot of that in the world of SEO. There's just so, in my opinion, there's just so many leaders in the SEO community that make claim to, well, this is the way to do it, and this is the way to do it, and let's face it, nobody knows the truth except for Google. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so nobody can really make that strong claim, and I, I really stand on my foot of saying, if I can go into a room and close my eyes and answer three questions and answer yes to those three questions, then I know it's a good strategy. And a lot of SEO strategies, you can't answer yes to those three questions, and so it's it all comes down to me marketing. <laughs> but the challenge is that it takes years of experience to be able to distill between the truths and the untruths. Very good point. <laughs> I mean, I we're in different countries, and I, I, I hope I'm not going to offend any of your listeners when I say this, but coming from Canada and living in the United States with 330 million people, You've got 329 million sheep. <laughs> it feels like too many people follow the notion of somebody else and, and, and don't really think, you know, well, if I, David, if I created an article and it's on 200 websites all around the world, but not, not one potential patient is ever going to read that, why would a search engine even possibly want to give me credit for that? Yeah. It just never made sense. So there's so many strategies, like keyword. Keyword research in the local community is one very, very sensitive area of discussion for me. And I don't get tied down with a whole bunch of keyword tools. And you want to know the best keyword research you can do? Go to your local mall with a clipboard. <laughs> hand, hand a stranger a cell phone and say, if you have a sore tooth, what are you going to do with this thing? Mm. They're going to go to Google. They're going to type in whatever they type in. Do that a hundred times, you're going to get much better keyword research than any tool out there. Absolutely. You have to trust your gut when you're doing keyword research as well. The Google yeah. keyword tool can perhaps give you a bit of a head start, but it can also head you down a direction that's not quite right for you and your business. Because obviously that data is based upon their pay-per-click ads. That's what people have been paying for. It doesn't necessarily tell you what people um, are likely to pay for in the future, um, what people are 
definitively searching for now, and it doesn't give you very good long tail keyword information either. No, and especially in the local community, uh, e-commerce I think is different. And I, I, I think that you know with e-commerce sites and whatnot, they can build massive sites. But for the local business, let's face it, human beings buy because mostly because we have needs. We have problems that need to be solved, especially business to business providers. And when we have a problem that needs to be solved, there's usually conditions and symptoms that surround itself around these problems. Well, guess what? It's these conditions and symptoms that are your best core modifying keywords. They're not your core terms, but they're your best core modifiers. And to me, no tool is ever going to tell me that. So the best thing that you've done yourself is really trust your gut. But what's the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received from someone else? Don't chase the money. Chase your passion and the money will follow. It's it's um it's certainly advice that I'd agree with. Um it's sometimes tricky to follow <laughs> because mm. obviously the, the easiest thing in the world is to chase the money. But um I've been there. You know, I've I, I was using AdSense back in 2004, 2005 or so and um the money was flowing in, but I wasn't particularly enjoying built for AdSense type websites. Um only maybe a, a certain segment of the of the listeners will actually even even remember uh, internet marketing back then. But um, it just didn't feel right. And um, looking for a business model that you enjoy in your heart is, is, is the right thing to do, certainly over the long term. I think so. I really do believe that. And I, I focus in on chiropractors. And not because chiropractors are the most profitable or lucrative industry that's out there. Um, I have a list of multiple industries. And I, I went through extensive studies uh, to find industries that I wanted to focus in on and I don't know why I did it because at the end of the day I realized you know chiropractic care um, my son did not have to have a cesarean section and was born naturally because of a simple chiropractic adjustment that none of the medical doctors or nurses were able to tell us it stopped my daughter's nosebleed she used to have three nosebleeds a week she now has one a year Uh, the list just happens to go on and on about my own personal passions towards chiropractic care that I said, you know what, these are the people I want to help. And when I go and I talk to them and sit down with them, they feel the passion inside me, how much I really want to help these people, how much I want to help the pregnant mothers and whatnot. And I know that there's nothing that I could pay to get that. And that's because it's my my passion. I can feel it inside of me. I can feel the energy. In addition to teaching, being a servant, um, you know, I remember back in the day that I would not give away any free information. And now that's all I do every single day is create content. I let my business partner figure out how to monetize everything. But for me, it's just create content and, and talk and people like to listen. That's great advice. Um, so let's move on to... The this or that round. Now, this is a quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your (laughs) gut reaction. Ready to go? I I think so. I think so. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Uh, Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display. Facebook or Google Plus? Uh, My campfire. Oh, no. pass. I'll keep the answer for the end. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? 
On, online press releases or... One-on-one -on -one relations. One-on-one. -on -one. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Telephone number. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Ooh, email. And here's the easiest one. Local marketing or global marketing? <laughs> That's not the easy one at all. Oh. Uh, well, local because I'm, I'm passionate about local, but I uh, never, never stop at local. Let's go global, baby. <laughs> and Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Oh. <laughs> yeah! Moving right on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? I would spend $10,000 in my agency to travel to industry trade shows. Even though I'm doing that right now, I would, I would use the money to send somebody else or whatnot. That would be chiropractic, wellness medical-based industries that we would go to the event and meet face-to-face -face with individuals and request to speak on their stage. My number one takeaway. Well, Scott, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? I don't care what business you're in. Understand your customer. Segment your audience and understand what your customer is looking for. Who's your ideal customer? Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. Thank you so much for your time, your focus, and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Well, Google always works. My <laughs> name is Scott Gallagher. Um, if you are looking to learn, you will want to visit Local Marketing Source. Uh, local Marketing Source, we've got, we put out free content on a, on a weekly basis. Of course, we have a paid back-end membership program that we would try to earn the right to your business one day if you happen to like our content. Or if you're looking to get services done for your medical practice or chiropractic practice, you can visit One Marketing, and that's spelled W-O-N. My email address is scottg at whatever domain name you're working with. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks, David. I appreciate your time and um, giving me the opportunity to speak on your show. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing Radio, Digital Marketing Radio.